This episode has strong language that's not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but America, America is currently in a failed war. No, not Iraq. No, not Afghanistan. Remember, we surged. We totally surged and then things got better, right? No, not Libya, because, I mean, that's not, that's not even really a war. We're, we're just over there, like, chilling and shit. Like, with guns. But, like, we're just chilling. We're just chilling. No, the war that I'm talking about is the war on drugs. Do you even remember the war on drugs? You know, that thing we've been doing for the past, like, 40 years and we spent, like, one trillion dollars on? <laughs> that. Now, admittedly, there weren't nearly as many explosions in this particular war as those other ones that I was talking about, but come on, man, some shit got decimated, son. Like communities of color that get incarcerated 10 times the rate as whites, although whites use drugs at a higher rate than said communities of color. I'm sure that's an honest mistake. I mean, America would never just want to throw people of color in jail for no apparent reason. Come on, that's just, that's just crazy talk. Before I explain who was in that clip, let's talk about a new series that I'm starting called Unraveled. Unraveled deals with social media figures or people who are a part of pop culture in a sense, more specifically black pop culture or the black zeitgeist, which is black Twitter. What has happened to these people who have either fell off, been canceled or just fell out of like with anyone? Um, and I really wanted to start this series with a particular person in mind. And yes, I wanted to start with the one and only Elon James White. That was Elon James White talking about the war on drugs through ACLU's website. Um, so if you're not familiar with Elon James White, the best way I can say this is he was a political pundit and podcaster. In the black podcasting space in the early 2010s, and he had a podcast conglomerate that seemed pretty much untouchable and really far reaching all, all across the globe. He even had a show on Democracy Now! for one point, and he's actually been a guest on MSNBC, more specifically Melissa Harris Perry's show, and he was a very esteemed colleague and guest to a lot of political pundits in the black liberal sphere, more specifically, maybe even black leftists more so. I'm not necessarily sure if it's liberal. It may be leftist as well, but I don't want to I don't want to get into too many of the specifics with the political leanings. But let's just know that he's at least more so on the left side of things. I will say this. He has proven to everyone here that he is a person that well let's just get into it <laughs> let's let's just talk about it let's just talk about it so i'm going to be talking about two different things at the same time this is a article from hiphopvibe.com it has a lot of really good information on kind of the reason why elon james white has fell out of like with pretty much a lot of the black twitter twitterverse Black people in general, people who used to rock with his podcast. If you're not familiar with his podcast, it's called This Week in Blackness. Short, short is Twib. 
Um, and Twib was a universe of a lot of podcasts. Um, I can't remember them all, but I'll kind of rattle off some of them. There was Twib Prime, which was the regular podcast. You also had Twib After Dark, which was the raunchier. I won't even say raunchier, but I'll say the more sex positive side of things, which honestly was rare at the time. Also, you had AM Twib, which was early in the morning with a L, L. Joy Williams. You had uh, Twib Prime. Amani Gandhi was also another figure that was um, part of it. Dasha Mitchell, who uh, I, I don't know if I said her name before, but uh, Dasha Mitchell, Amani Gandhi, Najela Ree, Feminista Jones. Those are just a few of the black women that were involved with Twib. And so you have Aaron Rand Freeman, who, you know, is a guy, right? Then you have his wife, um, and then you also have um, Jess Wood, Josh Homer, a few others who were contributors with TWIB. So, with all of this being said, Elon James White seemed to be a person who, you know, you couldn't tell if he was being funny with certain things or being an asshole. And it turns out, with further research, he was really like an asshole more so um he's a person that um when he was younger he was actually shot in the eye so he actually has one prosthetic eye so he's a person who um actually is lucky to be alive due to the events that he endured right um i believe he had moved from new york to uh the bay area as well and that was something that was part of the expansion of twib and making them more of a media company or a media conglomerate more so than just a podcasting situation. That's what made it like they were getting huge at a, at a point in time. And all of a sudden, everything just seemed to stop. And these articles, at least these tweets, these stories related to this actually explain a lot. So without really stalling any further let's talk about it every november this is and this is something that has became the norm as of now right so every november elon james white a prominent media slash mogul slash personality gets clowned by twitter a black media figure um his story on an experience of how racism didn't go over too well he spoke of how his girlfriend's parents didn't let him inside on thanksgiving now his 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 girlfriend at the time was white, who is now his wife, who is white. I'm going to say that again. White. Despite being denied entry due to bar or due to being black, Elon James White sat in the car with no complaints. To his aid, Elon James White said black women came. <laughs> and this is going to get even thicker. The plot's going to thicken with just that statement. Every year he gets roasted for this story. And he has deactivated his Twitter this year because he, he's getting harassed like a motherfucker. And honestly, after what he's done to so many people, I can see why his ass is still getting harassed. However, a black woman who actually worked with him did not see pleasure in him being roasted for roast's sake. Najela Ree, who was the host of Twib After Dark, came with an actual story about him of her experiences. This was nothing more of a drag, <laughs> nothing more than a drag as she accused White of shaming her for her sex worker past, making her work for free and having emotional outbursts over minor mistakes. And that is how that's been how he has been. OK, he has been that person 
for quite some time. So let's go back to the top of this post here. Najee Larie, this is, this is what she said. This is straight from her mouth. Elon James White had me ghostwriting a blog and recording podcast he was charging $14.99 a month to listen to while I was sitting in an apartment in Newark with no power and bed bugs. He paid for my Metro card once. He never shared a dime of TWIB after Dark Profit. He wouldn't even let me control the show's Twitter account. Even though I pitched him the show when it launched, he made me third build as host. Third build. The, the creator of the show was third place. You know how hard it was to work with someone that shamed you for being a sex worker, but then you worked or you or then wanted. The, sorry, words. Then they wanted you to work for over 40 hours for free. That's right. <coughs> 40 hours. No pay. She said, I missed out on so many opportunities because working for Twib meant you had to put Twib first. That meant patiently waiting for money that was never going to come. When I joined his co-host of We Nerd Hard, another podcast that was short-lived, he wanted to launch a We Nerd Hard website. He expected me to write for free and get a bunch of other writers to write for free. It quickly died after I asked for a budget for writers. Yeah, because that's what it needed. And that's why the show never ended up being a show, which is fucked up. So working with Twib was constant anxiety. You had to work hard or you had to work around his emotional outbursts and apologize after he yelled at you over minor mistakes, which is ridiculous. But this is a fucker, fucker that supported, supported black women, apparently. Thanks for the abusive and unsafe work environment, she says. <coughs> so she says, now I'm sick, unmedicated, and facing homelessness, and I have to hear all of the jokey jokes about Elon. So she won't hear for the jokey jokes. She was like, nah, this shit was just traumatic, y'all. I also remember when I took over as main host for After Dark, and I was invited to cover AVN and only needed to pay for airfare. I had to decline because Elon called me to take down the crowdfunding campaign I made for it. I didn't even know he had my number at this point. He told me it was diminishing the brand. If I wasn't doing this show for free, I wouldn't have had to crowdsource for a plane ticket. I wish I had known all of this, says Imani Gandhi. Now, Imani Gandhi, she has something, right? Imani Gandhi, another black woman who was actually the lawyer that worked on a lot of twib projects, right? So she wished she had known, right? And she said she worked for Elon for free for three years herself. Three years. Amani Gandhi, a lawyer. <sighs> Najela was, she said she was so ashamed to talk about it, honestly. And Amani Gandhi was like, she's so sorry. It, 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 just, was, it just was a terrible situation, right? At the end of the day, she says, this is Najela. At the end of the day, there were so many red flags, LOL. Anyone that responded to you requesting payment they promised you with, you can apply for unemployment, shouldn't have been trusted. Wow. 
What an ass. This guy is terrible. Najela Reese said this also. I really tried to fight putting Twib after dark behind a paywall. And it was only explicitly like the explicitly queer show on the network. And it was held for pay. It was a terrible choice because he chose to put Twib after dark behind a paywall. And basically that was the, the end of me listening to it. And I was very hurt because I thought that show was so good. I thought it was so good. And and they really fought to keep it in front of the paywall. But he was like, no, nah, I'm putting it behind the paywall. That's crazy. So it's people who have donated to his podcast. And apparently they didn't even get a thank you for it. And no one has ever seen any of the money from any of this. It just went to Elon. Like, so basically he conned like a shit ton of black women out of their, out of wages, work, like hard work. Dasha Mitchell was one that had a tweet that was deleted. I could not find uh, the information related to it, but Dasha Mitchell I remember when it happened, she actually talked about like, hey, Elon was really problematic and I didn't work for a damn dime. And Dasha Mitchell is very educated. She has a match. I think at least at the time, a master's degree. I think she may have a doctorate now. Don't quote me on that. But Dasha Mitchell, West Coast Bureau Chief, Bureau Chief, Bureau Chief. That was kind of the tagline for her. But um, she was very educated, um, very, very intelligent political strategist um also l joy williams another one for am twip i haven't seen anything that she said but um yeah um she probably feels the same way i don't want to put words into her mouth or anything like that but it seems to be a consensus from a lot of the black women who were on twip shows jamila lemieux was one person that i think that was kind of like a guest and a person who was affiliated with them right who didn't even know that they were being treated like this which is crazy but there's a form of social hierarchy that he kind of had with certain black women that would be on the show, right? If you were a bigger political figure or if you were a bigger figure that, were on, that was on his show, he kind of treated you well, right? But if you were a person who was lesser known and a person who was still trying to build their brand, at least in the podcasting network that he had formed, he treated you like shit. And so um, one thing I didn't realize until now was that a lot of them complained about being broke and they didn't necessarily mention it because of Elon right but um there was a lot of banter that I would hear and it would be from Elon to another person who worked up there and it, it most likely was a lot of times the black women that worked on this show and it sounded really dismissive and it sounded like well you need to fix that problem type of attitude and it was really fucked up because when you think about this, here's the dichotomy I want to like give you, right? Here, here's what I want to give you. So Elon James White is married to a white woman. Also, th that's a point, right? That, you know, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, for two years, <coughs> he was willing to be inconvenienced during Thanksgiving with a racist ass family who was like, nigga, you stay your ass outside. And he was willing to endure not eating Thanksgiving with his girlfriend's family at the time and now wife. And to know that 
sounds like a person who wants to get closer and closer to whiteness or at least have the proximity to whiteness and wouldn't mind going through all types of bullshit. But you would inconvenience black women who have been there supporting you forever for a long period of time, basically with the backbone of your entire podcast network, which is now defunct. Yeah, I tried to look up everything. Nothing pretty much goes past 2016, if I'm really being honest here. And it got to a point where I think Twib was starting to be hosted only by Elon James and his wife. And it was very interesting to realize that, to see that, to know about that. And it really, it really rubbed me uh, the wrong way in a, in, in a sense, because I was like, wow, everyone just pushed you off. And now you can't do anything. You're not at the same height that you were before because your podcast, your podcast conglomerate consisted in, and it was, and it was brought to people on the backs of black women. And you basically shut the door in their faces. You treated them like shit. You didn't, you didn't pay them. And you basically pocketed all of the money and the donations and everything that went with this podcast conglomerate, which was very popular. Like if you didn't realize how popular his show was, like it was okay. So the black guy tips to me is the most successful homegrown podcast network. Twib was probably bigger. The only problem with Twib was it was a lot of people. It was a whole lot of people. So you have to pay people, right? You have to pay people. And, you know, you're moving to Berkeley, California. You know, you have a podcast studio. You know, you're doing all types of stuff like this. And you're still not paying people. And people are like, all right, I need to move on with my life because I am not getting any money. And this is not supporting where I can be right now. You know, and so every single black woman, every single person that was involved with Elon James White and any part of his podcast network and had a negative, basically, negative uh, interaction, negative workplace environment, negative anything with him. I honestly wish you never had to go through that because he seems like he was an asshole that wanted to take advantage of people and he took advantage of people and he rather be closer to whiteness, right? You know, by proximity, by, by, by being married to a white woman, than actually paying and uplifting and supporting black women so yeah and that is the fall of elon james white that has been an episode of unraveled you can subscribe to the carolina kid podcast rewired anywhere podcast or download it one part of my intro which is interesting right i, I want before i go one part of my intro was actually from his podcast. So uh, basically the, the Rod and Karen doctrine part that I always say in the beginning of the regular episodes was from him because he followed that, you know, five stars and we'll read it. And if it's not, we won't. And yeah, that was part of a thing that I followed from now on the black out tips that put me on to this week in blackness and Elon James White and the entire podcast conglomerate, but his himself. And on that note, um, this nigga fell off for good reason. And, um, uh, this Thanksgiving, I will be here to make all the fucking jokes about his ass sitting outside on Thanksgiving because white folks won't let him in. <laughs> 
Support black businesses. And as always, thank you.